Arc Modern Tower, with its four looming clock dials, going up the self-service elevator to the observation deck, open to the sky, a view on every side. Looking toward the open sea, Holly took in a vista that included a harbor channel dotted with small and large craft powered by sail or motor. At the west, toward Pearl Harbor, a dull cannery water tower painted to resemble a huge pineapple rose absurdly above green cane fields, like a World's Fair pavilion. Looking east toward Waikiki, frond-flung boulevards pointed to Diamond Head. And looking inland, north, he could note the low-slung cityscape of red-tiled roofs and tin awning-shaded stores, rising in tandem with palm trees, pink stucco structures providing pale smears of color amid stark blossoms of red, white, and blue. He could see, too, like pyramids piercing an oasis, the austere limestone edifices of the trading houses and banks of the Caucasian, Howley, upper class, and the grandly, even ridiculously, Rococo Iolani Palace, and the Nuuanu Valley, hugged by the ridges and slopes of the Kauualu Range. He had soon come to know Honolulu as the tiny colonial city it was a low-key paradise where your wake-up call was courtesy of a minor bird, where you drifted down to a white beach for a sunrise swim, where the workdays were short and the evenings endless. His father, not surprisingly, took a less romantic view. What O.B., Old Burroughs, the nickname Holly, his brother Jack, and sister Joan all used for their father, after he took to signing his letters to them that way, saw as Hawaii's appeal was the casual island atmosphere, white sandy beaches and local dress that ran to untucked shirt, shorts, and sandals. At 66, Hully's pop could have passed for 50, a rugged man's man with laughing squinty blue eyes set in a poker face, the same oval shape as Hully's, only without the dark hair on top. The old man was bald, but for iron-gray bristles at his temples. Ed Burroughs had long been a devout sunbather and was tanned to a rich bronze worthy of Tarzan himself, which was fitting because Holly's father was Edgar Rice Burroughs, who was also the father of Tarzan, the best-known literary character of the 20th century, according to a recent issue of the Saturday Evening Post. That same magazine had dubbed the unpretentious novelist who created the famed ape-man the world's greatest living writer an irony Hully's pop bitterly savored, since the Post had rejected every story he had ever sent them, including one after the publication of that laudatory article. It was a few minutes past noon, and Hully and his father were once again at the dock, seeing off friends who were boarding the fabled great white ship of the Matson line, the S.S. Lurline. Normally, his pop, who disliked crowds, would have disdained Honolulu's famed boat day with its mobbed pier, its barrage of steamers, its confetti snowstorm. Pop even rejected the delightfully swaying hips of hula girls, and Holly could well understand why his dad loathed the din of the strumming ukuleles of beach boys, serenading women they had seduced, combined with the blare of the Royal Hawaiian Band. Some of these brown-as-a-berry local boys were diving for coins from the top decks, Buster Crab used to do that, Holly reminded his father teasingly. Beach Boy Buster had been an Olympic star before going to Hollywood. Maybe he made a good Beach Boy, O.B. said, but he was still a lousy Tarzan. 
Due to fear of war with Japan, the dock was more heavily guarded than ever before. The authorities and the Howley citizenry were well aware that 40% of Hawaii's population was Japanese. So the nationalized Hawaii Territorial Guard had been called out. Of course, the guard was primarily made up of Japanese. It seemed to Hully that the women at the dock today greatly outnumbered the men, military wives most likely, being sent to the mainland because their husbands suspected the coming war with Japan would soon restrict travel from Hawaii to California. But it wasn't all military men. As usual, politicians and businessmen were among the masses, making deals, trading gossip. This boat day crowd ran well into the thousands, though only 800 passengers were departing. And this was typical. Mats and line calendars, marking days of departure and arrival, hung in kitchens and businesses all over Honolulu. And many a housewife and downtown office worker regularly...